You're listening to Clearing the Air, a Bournemouth University podcast that lifts the lid on the clearing process. Each episode will feature a different student sharing their experiences, emotion and advice on the clearing process. Hello and welcome to Clearing the Air, a podcast that chronicles the experiences of students coming to university through clearing. Each episode features a different student and talks about their journey from A-levels or BTECs right the way up through to coming to Bournemouth University. And this week we're talking to Basil Raddy. Now Basil is originally from Edinburgh in Scotland and talks about his experience of moving from Scotland to Bournemouth to come and study at Bournemouth University. Basil came to university through clearing and the one thing that I loved talking to Basil about was his experiences of building close-knit friendships with the people that he met when he came here. If making friends is something that you're worried about, then I'm sure Basil will encourage you and help you to think about how you'll be making friends when you come to study in September. So enough from me. Let's hear from Basil and hear what he's got to say about his experience of coming to Bournemouth University through clearing. So uh, Basil, thanks for joining us. No bother. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So start by telling us uh, a little bit about uh, what life was like for you in Scotland growing up. Um, life life in Scotland growing up was very nice. Honestly, best. I love Scotland so much. You miss it when you're here, but like, very nice time growing up. Lovely school, lovely family, lovely neighbourhood. It's a very nice place to grow up. And you grew up in Edinburgh? Yeah. Fan of the Fringe Festival? Oh, hate it so much <laughs> well there's tourists <laughs> literally it's horrible working for it when you're like trying to get to your shift and you just get mobbed by a silent disco it's the most horrible thing <laughs> and tell me uh about uh what you studied when you, i mean did you always want to do geography what was you know you say so you're studying geography now but was that always the plan uh yeah, I was always between uh, geography and history, to be honest, but um, I didn't really fancy writing long essays in the... I, I, they didn't do ancient history at Bournemouth, so it, was, it had to be geography. Yeah. And was Bournemouth the one, you know, the the reason for crossing the border? You definitely wanted to come here, or...? Um, I just, I had a good feeling about it. I got feelings, so I was like, I'll go, I'll see if I like it, and I ended up liking it, so that's why I ended up coming. And you hadn't been to Bournemouth before. It's quite a long way nah, from home. <laughs> no, nah, it's the further south of me. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you think of it? Really nice. Lovely town. Probably the summer in Bournemouth has been the best summer I've had in the UK weather-wise. So it's a bit of a, a bit of a shock to the system when it's sunny in like June. So <laughs> <laughs> You don't get that in Scotland. No, you don't get that in Scotland <laughs> at all. Brilliant. And... Um, you were unsure at first, weren't you? Because you had a place in America. Mm-hmm. Was that right? Yeah, yeah. And then talk us through why you then decided to to change that and come to the UK. Um, well, my dad uh, literally told me, because he met my mum while he was here, obviously, and he said he thought that I'd miss out on a UK uni experience. So he's like, you go for a year, see if you like it. If you like it, that's fine, you can stay. If you don't like it, you've always got the States as a backup option. And do you like it? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. So you you, um, got your grades and then initially they weren't perhaps what you'd expected to have achieved. No, they weren't. They weren't... um, they weren't what I wanted to achieve at the end of the day. 
but I didn't really plan on going to uni that after school, so they didn't really bother me that much. But then when it came, when push came to shove, I was like, okay, maybe I can't get into the unis that I would like to get into, but Bournemouth was the one that offered me a place at the end of the day, which is why I ended up coming. So talk to me about the emotion then of, you know, not going to university, then all mm. of a sudden you are going to university and you're picking up the phones and you're trying to yeah. find a space at the, the university that does the right course for you. What was that like? I wouldn't I wouldn't really say I was like emotional. I was, I'd say I was more um, apprehensive, a bit unsure, because I, I just, I kind of, I left it too late. I did leave it to the last moment, but um, I, I don't really know, to be honest, Um I guess I was relieved when they actually offered me a place, but I think apprehension is probably the word that comes to mind. And what's life like in Bournemouth now for you? Intense. <laughs> no, nah, it's um, it's really fun to be honest. I've got uni, obviously that's finished now, which is quite nice. I finished um, first year about three weeks ago, so I was very happy about that. Didn't have any exams, so that was a bonus. Um, pretty busy with Rowan now, so I had to lots of training so training's about six days a week so it gets quite intense at some points but um so is this a rowing society you're part of yeah yeah rowing society um yeah no it's pretty it's pretty fun pretty fun do you have you met some good people through there <laughs> yeah I've, I've met my um i'd probably yeah I've met my best mates through at uni through rowing so I'd, people i'm living with next year uh, can I shout them out in the podcast? Yeah, go for it. Shout out to Matt, Rob, <laughs> uh, Jake, Liam. There's loads of them. <laughs> Joel, James. Drew, Barney McGrew. <laughs> I'm sorry if I forgot anyone. I'm pretty nervous. Um, <laughs> Hi, Mum, <Matt>, my dad. <laughs> Mum, dad, thanks for uh, birthing me, I don't know. <laughs> so how long did you start that then, pretty early on? Yeah, no, I started it... Um, yeah, after Freshers, uh, I went to the activities fair and I just saw Rowan and I was like, I may as well. <laughs> so you didn't know that you went into Rowan before, you just nah, thought you'd give it a go? I just thought I'd, um, I just thought I'd go, give it a go. It's just something I've always wanted. You know, you see it on the Olympics, you're like, ah, oh, it looks quite fun. I could probably do that. And then I just saw it, I was like, All right, I'll sign up. Next thing I know, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Next, you're vice president now, aren't you? Yeah, so. yeah, well, yeah. I I always forget about that. I need to keep telling myself that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a lot of work. I got to drive the Sports B U mini bus because of it. So uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's uh it's going well so far. Dizzying heights, dizzying heights. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so going from not even you know considering university as an option mm -hmm. right the way through to vice president of the rowing society. I mean, you've really kind of thrown yourself all in since getting here. Yeah, no, I have. I definitely threw myself into the deep end. To be honest, it was. I I feel like I if I didn't do a a sport I'd be I'd have to, like quite a lot of free time obviously free time is quite good but when you have too much free time you just don't really know what to do with yourself and it keeps you fit keeps you like motivated I guess because you have to wake up quite early to, to go to training sometimes but it really it structures your day which I think helped me quite a lot through like my first year at uni like getting a getting like assignments done getting like work done it really helped with that to be honest. How have you found it living independently? Um, yeah, pretty difficult at first. I found out I'm not really good with money. I think that's everyone. Everyone who comes to you just realizes you're either good with money or you're not good with money. But throughout the first year, I think I've developed a system of managing my own money and like 
But cooking for myself, that's really fun. Washing up after myself, it's a bit Less of an fun. effort. <laughs> yeah. But you have to do it. Um, but no, it's a bit do of a you make your bed? Yeah. You need to make your bed. Oh, if you don't make your bed at the start of the day, you come back, you've had a shocking day. You don't have a you don't have a, a clean bed, you know. This <laughs> yeah. is gonna ruin your day even more. <laughs> <laughs> and like, did you was Bournemouth even on your radar before? Nah. So you you got a place at Bournemouth, and all of a sudden you had to research like, okay, yeah. where is Bournemouth? What yeah. is Bournemouth? I, I think the the only my only like prior knowledge of Bournemouth was literally through geography, and that was literally talking about a touristy seaside town. Like, um, and that is literally my only knowledge of Bournemouth whatsoever. I had no clue about it. Not no clue about it, but like, was it? So, if you had to tell somebody else, right, this is what Bournemouth's like, yeah. what would you say now? Oh, uh, um, I think I'd, I'd probably tell myself, um, just do everything you can do, like, when you first come, because, like, you don't really know what you're stepping into when you come to Bournemouth, and you don't, like, it's a new town it's a new like environment so you don't know what's good what's bad but like just enjoy it i guess if you'd come to bournemouth because you will enjoy it if you come to bournemouth do you have things that you want to do here when you're back next year things um, that you've kind of thought oh i might try that i might do this i think i'm i'm definitely going on the ski trip next year yeah so, um, is that with subi uh yeah yeah that's with Subi. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's yeah it's with uh, the snow riders that's uh the society in bournemouth that run the ski trip and Everyone who goes says it's probably the best thing that they've done at uni, so I, I need to see it to believe it. <laughs> and tell me about geography then. What 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 was it about geography or history? But I mean, mm. you're here doing geography yeah. now, that that has always fascinated you. Why why do it? Geography is quite um it's quite a broad uh, subject. So when I tell people I'm doing geography, you always get that feel. It's like oh, you're just coloring in. But it's <laughs> it's so much more than that. You just tell people like yeah, I'm coloring in. But it's literally. If you could literally think of anything and you could somehow relate it to geography it's like we're doing um human geography and we're doing the like the disappearance of civilizations like certain civilizations so you've got um so there used to be vikings in greenland but they just disappeared after a while but the native population of greenland still lives there so it's yeah i know i just find it very interesting and it's like why did they disappear what are the reasons stuff like that it's just stuff like that really like piques my interest it's interesting. I want to know now. Why did they disappear? <laughs> if you're a Viking back in the day, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to go all the way to Greenland. It's a bit far, right, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I think, anyway. To be honest, I'd have put my money on the Vikings, though. I mean, they seem hard, you know. It's yeah. Like, nah, anybody was going to survive. You're going on a wooden boat, like from you go from Norway, Iceland, then Greenland. You got to Iceland, you're like, this is the end of the world. I don't want to go any further. Man. I don't want to go like. <laughs> So you are, you know, a good plane ride away from home. Yeah. Uh, what's, you know, do you suffer from homesickness? Is there? Do you or the megabus. Or the megabus. Yeah, that's though, a long you know, way home. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the 24-hour megabus or whatever it is. You know, what's, yeah. Do, do you feel homesick or have you kind of just thrown yourself straight in? Uh, I think I've, was my, my mum and dad live in Abu Dhabi. So, and my brother is moving to France, so I don't really have any, I don't want to say I have any family in the UK, but I still got like people, but I just kind of threw myself in. I've had a, I've got quite a close grip, uh, uh, close knit uh, group of friends I've made through Rowan, um, who have literally helped me through quite a lot, which is quite nice. And 
I've relied on them. They've almost, it sounds so cringe, but they literally become your family. Like everyone in the rowing team just kind of, you know who to chat to when you want to chat to. And it's like, if you've got a problem, you can literally chat to any of them. Even the people I'm not living with next year, like, Shout out to Toby, Tina, <laughs> Catherine, Emma, Amelia, Nush. I appreciate you all. Even, yeah, there you go. You're probably not going to listen to this, but it's signed. It's a thought that counts. No. So where 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 are you living next year? Did you go through accommodation this year? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm living in Winton next year. So Edge Hill Road. Yep. And did you were you worried about accommodation coming through clearing at all? I uh, I wasn't. I wasn't worried um, because the people over the phone were quite helpful, but after, when I got here, my accommodation ended up being in pool and everyone else's accommodation is in the centre of Bournemouth, so you kind of felt a bit isolated, but I kind of only have myself to blame for that because I did do it late, but other than that, accommodation was fine. (laughs) So I'm quite interested. Obviously, you've got these like lists and lists of people who have become like families. <laughs> Twelve months ago, you didn't know who they were. Like, no. they, do you know what I mean? So, like, what is it about the university experience that just bonds people together so well? I mean, you literally mm. said, right, these guys are like my family. So, like, yeah. how do you go from not knowing someone to being family? Because that's quite an alien concept. Like mm. now, in my life, like I, I'm older, you know, <laughs> married. I just don't meet guys or girls and then like within a couple of months i'm like oh we're best friends you know that yeah that's quite alien to me and i imagine for a lot of people coming to university that would uh-huh. be the same you know how do you how do you create those close-knit bonds so quickly i think it's because you're all kind of you're all thrown into a similar situation in that like you're all away from your family you're all away from your friends or like you're the life that you're used to and you just kind of want a group of people of like like-minded people around you who you get along with and it's like you catch them off on about like 18 19 years of your life and then instantly you're just like okay we actually click we get on really well i want to be mates of you and then that kind of develops into closer friendships i'd say nice one well basil thanks so much for joining us on uh, our podcast today no bother. hopefully your experiences will be helping so many more people who are thinking about coming to university so appreciate you taking up the time Wow, that was great chatting to Basil. Yeah, I think I really love about that podcast, the way that he just met friends and and got knitted into that tight community so quickly. I think for so many people coming to university, one of the big barriers or one of the big worries is making friends. You know, you're moving away from this support structure you've had for 18, 19, 20 years of your life, all of a sudden, you know, up and moving. And just to hear Basil's experience of meeting, you know, these endless lists of people that he's now getting on so well with, it's, yeah. it's really encouraging. Yeah, and that he feels like they're as close to him as his family now. I think that's really nice for Baz as well because he came from Edinburgh, so being such a long way from home but still having that support network around him I think probably makes Bournemouth feel that much more like a second home. Yeah, it's absolutely vital. And I think, you know, through this podcast series generally, you know, we've met, what, seven different students and, you know, they've all come to, to be you from, from slightly different paths and different ways. But actually to see them come, settle, um, you know, make the most of being in Bournemouth, meeting friends, joining societies, you know, doing well in their studies. It's It's been really encouraging. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we hope that uh, you all enjoyed listening to Basil's story as much as we did. 
Um, so thank you for listening to Clearing the Air, a Bournemouth University podcast. Yeah, and if you want to know more about clearing, if you've got any other questions, there's plenty of people at Bournemouth University that can help you answer those questions. So you can head to www.bournemouth.ac.uk. There's plenty of numbers, information on there. You can give us a call, come and chat to us, whatever it might be. We're here to help you, give you advice about navigating clearing and hopefully coming to Bournemouth University from September. For now, we're going to sign off. See you soon. Bye.